one verse I want us to meditate on today as we consider Thanksgiving and as we also prepare our hearts to take the Lord's Supper together. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. Give thanks in everything. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and grace. Lord, even in the midst of a trying time in the history of the world, trying time in our lives, trying time that has prevented us at least for the past couple of years to gather in a room like this with this many folks, and Lord, we are thankful for this day. But Lord, even so, we have much to be thankful for. Well, the reality that we are in this room gathered together freely, while those in other countries who have openly lived for Christ are in jail or who may be killed today for their faith. We're grateful. We thank you. Lord, we remember that we are blessed as a nation. Lord, we remember that we are blessed to be breathing today as there are many who are struggling to do that very thing. Lord, we're thankful that we are surrounded by friends and family and fellow church members and Christians who love Jesus. Lord, we're thankful that we know the gospel, that the gospel is the only way to be saved. Lord, we're thankful that there are some here in this room right now who maybe do not know Christ as Savior and Lord, and we're thankful that they are here and that today they will hear and have already heard the message that Jesus saves. Lord, we thank you for the gospel. We thank you that it is not our own works or by our own good deeds or our own merits or the randomness of God by which we are saved, but Lord, we are saved by grace through faith. And this is not of ourselves. It is a free gift of God, not a result of works so that no one can boast. We thank you for Christ Jesus from eternity past perfect, hearing the glories of the angels, thousands upon thousands, singing His praise, and yet descended to earth to the sound of a stable, lived a perfect life, and died on the cross for our sins to the jeers of humanity. Lord, was buried and three days later rose again. And Lord, we thank you that you have paid sins a price, that our iniquities have been laid upon you. Lord, we have much to be thankful for. Lord, we do lift up those who are indeed suffering, who could not be here with us today. We pray for David. Lord, we remember Chris Saslin and Doris. We pray for Scott Samuelson. We pray for many others who are suffering during this hour. And so, Lord, we pray for their comfort and strength. 
And Lord, help them to remember that this isn't all there is, that there is a kingdom coming. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bless our time together today as we thank you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This week is one of my favorite holidays. I absolutely love Thanksgiving. I enjoy cooking, and uh, this year I'm trying something new. I'm actually going to try to smoke my turkey, so I'm really anticipating that and looking forward to that experience. But I love to eat. I love to eat. I love to cook. I love all of the things I love. I love eating on our good plates. <laughs> like once a year, twice a year, right? <laughs> I, 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 love, I love our family tradition of watching the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. <laughs> I, I really like cranberries shaped like a can. <laughs> we got them, right? Okay, no supply chain issues there. Okay, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 love, I love pecan pie. I love, I love brisk walks after the meal. I love the nap after the meal. I love football during the meal. I love chilling out on the couch, and I love sleeping in on Friday while all the crazy shoppers do their thing. All right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, love, I love all of that. But one of the things that I, I love the most about Thanksgiving is that we as a nation set aside a day still as a country to give thanks. Give thanks to God for the blessings that He has given us. You know, even that thing is under attack today because as I have read this week, there are some that want to turn that particular day into a national day of mourning. <laughs> and it's not to be a national day of mourning. It is to be a national day of giving thanks for all of the blessings that God has given us as a nation. Yes, a day of family. Yes, a day of feasting. Yes, all of those, a day of football. Those things are good. But ultimately, above over all of that, is, is an, it is an annual reminder that you and I and all of us as a people have a lot to turn our eyes upon Jesus and say, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all that you have done. Even in those times when it feels like there is not much to be thankful for, even in those years and those seasons of your life where you think, man, I just, I just can't see it. I don't even know what I put on my list of what to thank God for. Even in the midst of those times and those trials, indeed, there is much for you and I and all of us to be thankful for. Today, as we prepare our hearts to receive the Lord's Supper together, I want us to consider one verse. One simple verse. Simple verse, but yet at times in our lives, so difficult, so sim simple words, it doesn't take much to explain what these words mean, and yet profound in that it is so difficult sometimes. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Two aspects of giving thanks. I get it straight out of the verse. Number one is this. God's will for your life is to give thanks. God's will for your life is to give thanks. 
So oftentimes, one of the most common questions I get as a pastor, especially from our young people, especially from youth and, and college-age students, 20-somethings, one of the most common questions I get is, what is God's will for my life? And not only do I get it from college students, but I also get it from soon-to-be retirees. What is God's will for my life, and when should I retire, and what should I do upon my retirement? What is God's will? Oftentimes, when people are asking that particular question, they're asking, should I date this person? What career should I go into? What should I major in? Should I marry this person? Should I, should I change jobs? Am I, am I called to ministry? Should I move? Should I retire? What is God's will for my life? Now, in all of these questions, there is, when, concerning the will of God, there, is, there are scriptural principles for you to apply. There are scriptural principles for you to walk out in your life. And, but really, those questions depend upon prayerful discernment, development of the conscience, being full of the Spirit of God and the Spirit of wisdom as He guides you in sometimes ambiguous situations as he guides you in things that you cannot open the Bible and find a verse, this is, you should take job offer A rather than job offer B. <laughs> you won't find that in Scripture. That is wisdom applied in life as you know the Lord and as you sense the Lord leading you in your life. In Scripture, we call that the objective or the, the subjective will of God. The subjective will of God. What is, how do I understand God leading me in this particular time frame? Not a particular verse, but there is, a, there is a sense of the Lord leading you in your life in a particular direction. In Scripture, we have a different aspect of the will of God. In Scripture, we have not the subjective will of God. We have the objective will of God. And in Scripture, that is where it is revealed what the will of God is for you. And I want to challenge you today that the will of God has a lot more. Listen, the will of God has a lot more to do with your character than it does with your career or your calendar. The will of God has a lot more to do with your character, the kind of person you are, the transformed life of Jesus working out in your life, than it does with your career, what kind of job you have, or your calendar, how you're going to set your schedule. In other words, what type of person you are, how you live out your life for Jesus, regardless of what you do in your life to, in order to earn money, in order to, in, in order to fill your days, it really depends more upon your character and speaks more to your character than it is your calendar and your career. More to do with your thoughts and your attitudes. And so here in this passage, we have a clear, a clear, crystal clear command of God. This, this is God's will for your life. Better than if it were written up in the clouds. Better than if you were to get some kind of weird message out of a fortune cookie or something like that. Far beyond anything that we can manufacture in this world. This is the written will of God inscribed by those inspired by the Holy Spirit of God have written this down. This, this, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks. Be thankful. Give thanks in 
all circumstances. God's perfect will for your life is for you to be thankful. God's perfect will for your life is for you to give thanks. Thanksgiving is God's program for transformation in a culture of selfish entitlement. Let me say that again. Thanksgiving is God's program for transformation in a culture of selfish entitlement. All around us, we have those who are, feel entitled. I deserve more. I deserve better. Or as we talked about last week, why me asking those types of questions? But here in this passage, we see the world turned upside down. We see some, a different perspective. We say a different perspective that we should have on life, that we are called to give thanks. And when you give thanks, listen, when you give thanks, you are drawn away from complaining. When you give thanks, you're drawn away from the murmuring that so characterizes our culture today. This constant grumbling, or as the Greek word says, go gong grutzman. Thanksgiving nails the selfish, me focused, entitled flesh to the cross. And says, I will not be ruled by you. Thanksgiving sets us free from the sinful nature that says, I deserve, I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. It sets us free. And as we gather around the Lord's table, we are reminding ourselves that we have a Savior who was broken to rescue us from our brokenness. (laughs) to rescue us from this broken and messed up world. Thanksgiving brings the joy of gratitude and opens the eyes to see God's blessings that we are so often blinded to because of our covetousness. I want, I want, rather than I'm thankful, I'm thankful. Thank you, God for all that you've done for me. Thanksgiving sets us free from the insatiable appetites of the sinful nature and allows our souls to be satisfied in Jesus alone. The only one that can satisfy our souls. Elizabeth Elliot says it like this. She says, For one who has made Thanksgiving the habit of his life, the morning prayer will be, Lord, what will you give me today? to offer back to you. Totally different perspective. God, where can I see God? Open my eyes so that I can see your blessings all around me so that I can offer thanksgiving and praise back to you for your overwhelming blessings in my life. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. As your pastor, I want to say, I am thankful for every single one of you. The last couple of years, even two years before that, when I was finishing my dissertation, but the uh, last couple of years have been quite challenging. Have been a difficult season in all of our lives. It's no, no one has escaped this. This is all of us together. 
They've been tough, but as is evidenced by you here in this room, you have stayed with your church family. You have prayed. You have sought the Lord. You have attended. You have served. You have given. You have stood for sound doctrine. You showed patience with your pastors and for one another. You sought forgiveness from one another when needed. You have cared for one another as you are suffering and are learning to do so more and more. You have been friends for each other and for my family. And you have cared well for each other. I've heard such encouraging things like sending cards to each other, phone call, calling each other on the phone, emailing, texts, and social media posts of you encouraging each other in the Lord as we have walked through together a difficult season and for that friends i am thankful i'm thankful for you we've gone fishing amen brother (laughs) we've gone hiking and skiing and backpacking on retreats and conferences for these i'm thankful We've cried together over gravesides and at hospital beds or on video from a hospital bed (laughs) at times. Laughed over birthday cakes and anniversary cakes. And you have loved one another. And you know, in the midst of all of the crazy, I think it's important for us to not just say, give thanks, but to do it. And so what I want to do is I want to actually pause in my sermon. We can't read give thanks and not give thanks. <laughs> this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you that you give, that you give thanks. So I, want to, I want to pause for a moment and I want you to turn to somebody around you. I want you to tell them something that you are thankful for right now. Let me give you some, a moment to do that. You, online you do it, you may have to send somebody a text to do that. That's fine. You do it right now. Go ahead and turn to your neighbor and tell them something that you're thankful for right now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me encourage you to keep that going. In the days ahead, there's a lot that you can be thankful for. Number two, not only is giving thanks God's will for your life, what is it? You practice it. Keep practicing. Keep going. 
It's a continuous action in our lives. It's all a continual present, so we always do it. Number two, giving thanks is a willful, sacrificial response of gratitude to God's gracious providence in every circumstance. What is thankfulness? Giving thanks is a willful, sacrificial response of gratitude to God's gracious providence in every circumstance. Giving thanks is willful. It's an act of the will. The times when reality you don't feel very thankful. But it is in exactly those times that we need to follow the will of God as an act of our wills to offer thanks. Notice he says, in every circumstance, in good circumstances and in bad circumstances, in good times and in very difficult times, we are called as the people of God to give thanks. Now, notice he doesn't say, the, the, the prepositions are very important here in this passage. Notice he does not say, give thanks for all circumstances doesn't say that. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. There are very evil circumstances that happen, and sometimes people do awful things. People sometimes do evil things. We don't thank God for evil. We don't thank God for the devil. We don't thank God for sin. We don't thank God for all, we don't thank God for all circumstances, but we thank God in all circumstances that in those circumstances, God is working for his glory and our good, even if we can't see it. Even if we can't see it at the time, how are you going to work all this out? Car accident. How are you going to work? How are you going to work this out? Sickness. In all circumstances, we thank God. Because even though on our limited perspective, we may not see it at the moment, we learn to trust who he is. We learn to trust his character. And even if you cannot see at the moment what he is doing, you thank God that he indeed knows exactly what he is doing and he will work all of this out. That is why eschatology fuels thanksgiving in dark times. Now, what does that word mean? <laughs> the eschatology is a synonym for Jesus is coming again. <laughs> or for the end things, the last things. Eschatology or the reality that there is a kingdom coming. And that's one of the reasons why I asked Scott if we could sing turn your eyes on Jesus is because this new verses go through the whole gospel story and talk about the last verses about the kingdom coming. <laughs> and it's because we, in the midst of our trial, in the midst of our circumstance, how do you get thankful in the midst of really dark times? You remember that these dark times isn't the end of the story. <laughs> this darkness, that this, this present evil, this present darkness, this present difficulty is not going to get the last words. But when you remember what we've been talking about in Matthew over the last several weeks, that Jesus is coming again. 
that his perfect kingdom is coming and he is going to rule and reign in perfection for the ages. And he's going to conquer sin. He's going to conquer the devil. He's going to conquer the Antichrist. He's going to conquer all of these things by the word of his mouth when he rides forth and conquers and brings blessing to his people. It is when we remember that that we can be thankful in the midst of all circumstances because we know the rescuer is on his way. The Deliverer is coming. And so we thank God that we can endure in the midst of pain, in the midst of the trial. Even when you don't need to be thankful for you can thank God because of His character, because He is faithful and true. John Piper says the following. He says, God is always doing 10,000 things in your life. And you may be aware of three of them. Oh. We just have to trust the Lord. God is always doing more than you know. More than you can see. More than you can fathom. More than you can understand at this moment. He is doing more than your limited, my limited mind can comprehend and can can even process at this moment. And we just simply trust Him as His kids as his children how in the world can you give thanks in all circumstances you give thanks in all circumstances by not isolating the circumstance from the overall storyline of the bible from not isolating the circumstance from the overall storyline of the gospel that god is the creator of the universe he's the sovereign king over all things and yet we have rebelled against his rightful rule and god loved rebellious sinners the rebellion is called sin and it caused all of the brokenness in creation it caused all the brokenness in our lives and god doesn't just leave us in our broken messed up condition but god runs towards us he sends his only son jesus christ who lives a perfect life in a broken world and yet this broken world rebelled against him and shouted crucify him and the son of glory hung on the cross as the sin of the whole world was placed upon him jesus bled and died paying for the sins of the whole world he was buried and on the third day he rose again from the grave and all who trust in him by faith can have their brokenness transformed and put back together by God's goodness and grace. He can cause new life to come to those who are lifeless. And He can well within your heart a thanksgiving that when it seems like there's no one else in the world that cares, know this, the Creator of the universe cares. The Creator of the universe loves you. And the Creator of the universe gave Himself so that you could be rescued from this sin-sick, broken world and be put back together according to His perfect design. If you've never trusted in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, my encouragement, my challenge for you is to trust in Jesus. 
knowing that He is the only way to know thanksgiving. He is the only way to know how in the world do you give thanks in all circumstances. How do you do that? It's only through Jesus. It's only by the power of the Spirit. It's only when Jesus rescues you from your brokenness and begins to put you back together according to His design and His perfect plan, according to His Word. In other words, He remakes you or puts you back together in the image of Jesus. Those who are created in the image of God. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says this, This light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comprehension. Think about the guy who wrote that. The Apostle Paul wrote that. Beaten. Let out of a city in a basket. Stoned ridiculed, hunted, hated, arrested, jailed. Light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comprehension. We can have thankfulness in all circumstances because Jesus endured being broken for our trespasses and our sins to deliver us into his perfect kingdom. Giving thanks is an act of the will. Giving thanks is sacrificial. Because there are going to be times in your life, perhaps even right now, perhaps even this week, when you don't feel like giving thanks. There are times in your life when you feel like you don't have much to be thankful for. Thanksgiving is a sacrificial response of gratitude. And it is in those times that you need thanksgiving the most. It's in those times when you need, let's, when we come to the Lord's table, it's those times when we need the Lord's supper the most. Because in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of our trial, in the midst of where it's really hard for us to even see what in the world should we be thankful for, God gives us a physical reminder a physical, tangible, tasting, crunching reminder that reminds us, yes, you do have something to be thankful for. Jesus Christ was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of Him. Oh, we do have something to be thankful for. Jesus shed His blood so that through the blood of Jesus, all of our sin could be washed away. Every single spot, every single stain made as white as snow. And as we gather around the Lord's table, it is a reminder to us all, it's a sermon to us all. We got a lot to be thankful for. Oh my, we have a lot to be thankful for. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but Jesus washed it white as snow. Oh, what fellowship we have around the table. It's a, it's a thanksgiving table that we, God has prepared for us that anticipates that table that He will set for us in the clouds when we gather around His banqueting table at His wedding supper and we celebrate His victory forever and ever and ever. Oh, we have much, much to be thankful for. When we offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving, God has already offered the sacrifice of Jesus for our redemption. 
when we sacrifice our thanksgiving, even when we don't feel like it, when, we, when it's really a sacrifice, we have to dig deep to get it. We know that we're doing it, and God has already made the ultimate sacrifice for us. That is thanking God for His gracious providence in salvation, for His perfect life, death, resurrection, and all things future. The book of Psalms says it like this, Psalm 107, verses 1 and 8 and 9. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works to the children of man. For He satisfies the longing of the soul, and the hungry soul He fills with good things. Friends, the Bible says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's spend a moment in silence reflecting on these things. We'll have a time of invitation and also preparing our hearts to receive the Lord's Supper. And then I'll invite the brothers to come and and as we serve the Lord's Supper and give instructions on that. But take a moment of silence just to thank the Lord for what He has done, preparing your hearts for the table. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and grace in our lives. Lord, we thank you that we indeed have much to give thanks for. For we were headed towards destruction, alienated from God, without hope and lost in the world. And yet, God, you saved us. Not because of righteous things we have done, but because of your mercy. Because of Jesus Christ. And not only that, but you have in Christ blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And so, Lord, I pray for those who right now may be struggling to, they look at their life, they look at their suffering, they look at their circumstances, and they are weary. And they're struggling, what do I, what do I have to be thankful for? And Lord, I pray that this moment in your good providence and in your good design, that you designed this moment in particular as we take the Lord's Supper to remind them and to remind us all that indeed we have a lot to be thankful for because our God has made the ultimate sacrifice for us and we turn and offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving to you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would work during this time of response. I pray that if there's someone who does not know you as Savior, Lord, that right now they would be saved, that they would receive this gift of salvation from you and turn it back to thanksgiving to God. Lord, prepare our hearts for receiving this supper. This meal will we remember. We thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.